Gesundheit. So with us is the rambling man, Russell. Hey, yo, Shane. I'm not really sure why you're sneezing. I changed the furnace filter today. Oh, that's probably it. Because I changed it? I'm allergic to furnace filters. <laughs> <laughs> allergic to lack of dust in the air? Yeah. That makes sense. A.K.A. Russell Mania. Oh, yeah. Damn right. Also, we have a very special guest. Mm. We got Classy Clayton. Hello, ladies. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hi. <laughs> Yo, there's ladies in here. No. <laughs> oh, Shane. Whoa, you did so good. I thought there was a lady in here. I'm dying. <laughs> Are you going to be okay, buddy? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck just happened. I was fine until like 30 seconds ago. As soon as we hit record. Yep. He's allergic to recording. Right, right. This is the DKP Weekly. Uh-huh. Where we yep. talk about news. Yep. Movie news. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, stuff. <laughs> talk about sneezing. <laughs> All the stuff you can talk about. Uh, Maybe it's because he put the furnace filter in. The other one was clogged, so this one's drawing more air. It's pulling st- more stuff up, up before the- it goes through into the filter. That could be. Could be. Increased airflow. Science. Increased pollen until it gets filtered out. You figured it out. Makes sense to me. I went to school for that shit. I don't even know that. We cracked the case of the sneezing Shane. Antidurus doesn't have shit on you, Russell. (laughs) I didn't even do it. I got credit for it. Yeah. (laughs) That seems like the worst Nancy Drew book, though. (laughs) The the mystery of the sneezing Shane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I am the worst Nancy Drew book. <laughs> no, buddy. <laughs> you at least be a Hardy Boy book. Hardy Boy's book. You know, there were such a thing as Nancy Boy, Hardy Boy. Nancy Drew, Hardy Boy's Super Mysteries. They were great. Super Mysteries. They were darker. They were edgier. There's one in a cruise ship. There's all these murders. It's great. They accidentally do a bunch of drugs and get caught driving. Well, no. But this was That's still. Jeff Hardy. This was, oh yeah, sorry. This was still Frank and Joe and Nancy we're talking about. Oh, They're okay. not. Not Matt and Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> different different Hardys. Although I'd want I'd I'd read that book. Yeah. <laughs> Matt the Hardy Jeff. <laughs> trying to solve mysteries. Uh, first up in the show, we got headlines. Yeah. <laughs> All right, up first on headlines, I have some devilish PR acrobatics. Mm. Uh, head writers Chris Ord and Matt Corman, along with all slated directors for Daredevil Born Again, were quietly let go in late September. After Marvel chief Kevin Feige reviewed the current production footage of the show. Feige's assessment of the show was that 
it wasn't working, and there was no resemblance of the Netflix show which preceded Born Again. Uh-huh. Was there supposed to be? Apparently. There, yeah. There was supposed to be, apparently. Um, this could be a good thing after Marvel's television division has been a complete mess from not letting the writers be involved after pre-production to switching directors mid-series. Marvel has been unwilling to use the regular method of television production by establishing a writer-director as showrunner and building walls between the writing process and the production process. Much has come out recently that creates an understanding of how Marvel television has become such a lackluster event. Another example is they haven't commissioned pilots for the shows and have relied on shooting $150 million plus productions as they go. Uh, however, with the high expectations surrounding the Daredevil Born Again series, Feige and the rest of Marvel, uh, they realize their mistakes and are working on righting the wrongs. But is it too late? Let's discuss. Uh, no, because we'll be here for days. I have so much to say. <laughs> say it, Shane. <sighs> It's not too late. There's still like 300 steps ahead of Warner Brothers and DC. So don't oh, worry yeah. about that. Worry about yourselves. Worry about making good products. And if you're trying to make things interconnect, worry about that. And like, don't hire people like Zeb Wells. And <laughs> that can't be a real person. That's a real person. That's a real person. That's a real person. All right. Ask Mike. He'll tell you. I'll ask him. Ask 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 Mike how much he likes Zeb Wells. It's probably not a lot. No. No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh you know that that production style whatever the fuck that's called or what they want to like however they that's so stupid dude i there's there's so much more like basically with this coming out they're like we understand now how the television mcu stuff has been so bad yeah because there's been no planning ahead yeah they're they haven't let any of the writers who started the process be on the sets and i think you know that was part of you know the the streaming model though right like the streaming model of we make you write this stuff and then basically you're a you're a contract writer you write and then you're done and you go away and we have somebody else on set that does rewrites but they don't get the same credit that a writer gets so we pay both of you less than either of you would have made yeah um, for but typically that's been for like the shittier like the the knowingly shittier productions. But I mean that's just what they're doing, right? Like yeah. they're they're like, okay, we're gonna wall off writers from the set. Right? So they're gonna write the stuff and then any rewrites are gonna come from somebody that wasn't part of the original writing staff. And then right. you know, none of those people are gonna be involved in the actual production of the thing. All of that's gonna be pre production. We're not gonna check uh quality by doing a pilot uh program. Um like all this stuff was basically like they were they were basing it off of how they made the movies and that's not it's not the same thing. Plus like when they were making the movies I don't think they were doing the same thing with writers. Like no. that stuff that's that's just not that's not a con, that's not conducive for a quality product. And no. they thought they could get away with it and they they had some decent stuff to start with in their TV programs. 
but um, it was all too short and it was all too congested, but then also had like filler episodes. And you're just like, why does this have filler episodes? If why it's... does this six episode season have a filler episode? Yeah, yes, and stuff like that. And it's I just... don't give a fuck about the boat. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Like I understood Fuck that boat. I understood that in that one it it was supposed to be something but it wasn't Which good enough. I know, just in. being a douche. That's in the uh the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um his sister is running the charter program that his parents used to run and he went off to be oh, a soldier oh my and God, stuff. The boat stuff. The boat stuff. Yeah. 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 So like that was supposed to be like a thing that was supposed to mean something. They just didn't yeah. do it well enough to make it mean something to everyone that watched it, right? So, if, like, there was a point to that, but, like, I know what he means. Yeah, like, if, there's... They, if they'd have had nine episodes, yeah, it would have worked. Yeah. But. I didn't want nine episodes of that, personally. I thought, I thought it, 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 it better approached the feel of uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, than... Uh, Secret Invasion did, and that's what Secret Invasion was supposed to be, mm, according I didn't to watch them. Secret Invasion. You didn't watch it? Mm. Don't. It's a piece of shit, and yeah. it's completely. And they used AI, so fuck them. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, um but yeah, like they've, they haven't completely ruined everything they've made. They they have a big mountain to fall off of. Uh, but <laughs> if they continue. In the direction that they were they were going, they're gonna walk off a very tall cliff. Um for no reason. For no reason. When they could come up with other reasons. Yeah. So everything you said, Russell. Yeah. Suddenly makes Marvel's television make so much more sense. It does. Yeah. Um it's kind of inexplicable, but I also don't think it's too late. I mean Marvel has infinite uh, amount of properties <laughs> and stories wow. to draw from. Sure. So it's not like, and it's a very established thing. Marvel and Disney make tons of money. Yeah. Marvel is generally, even when it's not successful, it does well. Yeah. Uh, people show up for it, good or bad. I'm not a diehard Marvel fan, but I've watched most of the series and they're fine. Like, the things that people got really mad about, I didn't know tons about the characters, so I wasn't as bothered by yeah. deviations from source material or portrayals or whatever. Like, I really liked Moon Knight. I thought it was fun. Get uh, the fuck out of here. I, but, yeah, oh, no, you said no, the words. Yeah, it's so I, bad. I did it on purpose, but I just... <laughs> I know you did. It was just, you know, I threw it on. I didn't really care a ton about it, but I'm like, hey, cool, Egypt, fine. I'm yeah. entertained for 30 minutes or however long those episodes were, and I maintain WandaVision Oh my god, amazing, are, you a, but... you're really, are you an Egyptian superhero? <laughs> uh, I'm in Egypt. I'm dressed like a scarab. And I look Egyptian. No, no, I'm not. I'm from America. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. <laughs> Fuck that show. So yeah, much. it's not like Marvel is like just just now starting, and it's like, oh, if this isn't successful, we're done for. Like, yeah, it is not too late to write it, that ship. Just no, go I, about it. No, percent agree. Like with you that. have people, you know how stuff works and how quality stuff gets made. Just yeah. follow the basic model. Do it like everybody else, and. Give yourself a little bit more time, and I will say one thing that's uh, kind of ruined it a little bit with them, like not doing pilots and stuff, is because everyone knows everything that's happening, so they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do 
this series and it's just like if they just did a pilot for it and it didn't work and people would be so pissed that like hey we didn't get this project so now it's like don't announce it at yeah, comic con until do, after you get the pilot and they're committed to it and whether it works or not and they their schedule and everything is just so structured they can't yeah. just like yeah move something well, if it's not working maybe be like maybe okay, i misrepresented re- the pilot thing they've shot they're... themselves in the foot with the with the hype machine is the big deal and it's like everything's yeah. done scheduled it's coming out now whether we have the t- it's like sometimes if you need to rework something go rework it and yeah be like well it has to come out september 10th 2017 um, yeah so right. the commissioning of pilots is more about the executives telling the writers what to write instead of deciding who the writers will be based off of their writing ability of a pilot mm. so like there's been no pilot process at all like, so there's no, there's not even, hey, this is what we're going to start with. This is what we're going to build on for this show. Like, they've, they've commissioned no pilots at all. They have done. Yeah, they go from writing to production. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the, so the executives have been making all of the decisions as far as, like, what is going on in the writing. And then they're having the writers write that out. And then they're basically, <clears throat> it didn't say firing them, but they're, basically leaving them out until coming back for post-production and then on a couple of the shows they brought a writer in for post-production and been like hey we need this doesn't make any sense we need to fill this in and then that writer is like okay this is the scene you need to go shoot now to fill this in yeah do so they're like finishing the show which like you finish the show in post-production but they're finishing the writing of the show after everything is shot so then they're shoehorned into like having to make whatever yeah, they can come just, up that's with. That's not it. the way to do it. Yeah, no, it's not. I just didn't. I just wanted to make sure I didn't no, misrepresent. I, I, the, no, we got it. Like you said it. Just like yeah, it's yeah, not the right way to do something. I mean, like I just did an episode on Batman and Robin for another podcast, and like that movie was basically like a toy commercial. They're like, hey, we've got these products. Make a story about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use these elements. It's like that's not a good way to make a story. No. But yeah, the things I did like about Marvel. that movie though was the homages to the uh, Adam West Batman. It I just felt very much like Adam West Batman with a big true. budget, campy and horny and gay. It is like yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty great movie in that bad way. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that movie is awful. It's terrible, but it's awesome. It's absolutely awful. But, but it's really funny. You know, there's times I watch it and I'm like, ten out of ten, no notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when you're in that mood, when you're just like, I want to watch something campy as fuck. You're like, and if if nothing this else, fits the bill. Uma Thurman knows what movie she's in. Watch it for her performance. Exactly. I mean, yes. hysterical. But yeah. Oh, not, she's not so good. good in that movie. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so along with that, uh they w- they are going to keep some of the footage that they have already shot. So Jesus upon Christ. firing the writers and directors, uh the show was halfway up uh, almost halfway filmed. Oh my god. So, Jesus Christ. Um Poor they're going to keep some of that. <clears throat> uh Feige was adamant on keeping a minimal amount. So I don't know. He didn't say how much. I don't know how much they're going to keep, but they are going to keep some of it. But he was very unhappy with the tone of the show. Uh, 
it was were they gonna let it keep the same tone anyway like if you want it to resemble the netflix thing they're gonna have to little go a little dark for uh the marvel engine yeah and that's what they're that's that's what they said they were gonna do in the first place and that's what they were going to do and then and then they only let them watch the scenes from she hulk yeah i think so (laughs) (laughs) i did not watch she hulk i wanted to though because i love tatiana maslani because of orphan black you should watch it it's it's actually pretty good i really like that one. yeah everyone hates it yeah but i think they're all like i think it looks kind of fun i just didn't get around to it i don't know what was uh, there's a lot of like Ew, girls things yeah. going on with that. But every like, bad in the comic thing. community is shocking. <laughs> what? <laughs> every Take bad that, thing books. I've heard about She-Hulk has sounded more sexist than a critique of the series. It's not Spider-Woman cry- crawling on a wall, like, pointing her ass out and somehow twisting her torso around to show her tits, too? Yeah. No, I don't want it. How yeah. does that work? It doesn't. Art. <laughs> Art. You're right. Art. In in air quotes, I think. <laughs> Art. Um, but yeah, all right. That's pretty much all I have for a Daredevil update. Uh, so so hope Ugh. is on the horizon. Maybe. Ugh. But do you guys want some fantastic news? Because I've got something to clobber you with. Matt Shakeman, director of the Fantastic Four movie, has revealed once the strike is over, the casting for the Fantastic Four family will be revealed. God! Fuck! Come on! He also had this to say about the film. It's different in so many ways. I wish I could be specific. I wish I could say more. But we are doing things very differently from a story standpoint, from an approach to the filmmaking standpoint, that really fits the material. I wish I could say more. I would love to, but I can't. But I think it's going to be unlike anything you've seen before, and certainly unlike anything at Marvel that you've seen before. Sure. I will believe that when I see it. I believe Fantastic Four is cursed. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> unlike anything we've seen before, meaning a good Fantastic Four movie? Uh, <laughs> that's what, like, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I'm bar's not too high, bud. Praying for. <laughs> not, you- not religious. I'm praying to the one above all. <laughs> Stanley. I think it's actually Kirby. Kirby is if if it's represented by like a person, it's usually Kirby. I also think you're right. Fair, and I think Kirby was the, one of the original uh, Fantastic Four artists as well. So, fits. Yeah. But yeah, uh, <sighs> some things in that statement worry me. <laughs> <laughs> but if it if it basically means like it's gonna be different from the other Fantastic Four movies, okay, good. It's going to be nothing like you've ever seen before. You mean a good Fantastic Four movie? Okay, good. <laughs> like, if you take everything in that direction, I'm down for it. If he just means in general, that worries me. But we'll see. We'll see. I remember watching the most recent one in theaters, and it was awful. I still haven't watched that one. <laughs> I watched Dude, it, it in the theater. I don't know why I thought it would be good. So bad. I'm always hopeful for the Fantastic Four. Like I'm rooting for them, really. Yeah, yeah. And I and I liked that cast, but God, that movie was is rough, painful. Yeah, painful to. Yeah, watch. everybody was mad about the cast, and I was like, I that's like not them. that's I not think, a big deal. Yeah. Like, like I got over the Johnny thing being Michael B. Jordan or whatever, but I was like, it doesn't matter if he's cast in a fucking dog shit movie. It doesn't matter. You can't, like, it doesn't, what the fuck? 
I just want Johnny to be hot and Michael B. Jordan is hot. So sure. I was I was fine with it. Um but yeah. Did you he, think he was hotter when he was like slimmer or when he was like absolutely yoked as Killmonger? Is that a real question? That's a real question. That's a real question. <laughs> I don't know. Like some dudes like or some, so I, just pet I people think, in general like I slim people. He is equally hot in very different ways. Yeah. In both versions. But, I just um I remember the story. Somebody was telling a story about like they were in the theater and when he like came on screen, this girl broke her braces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> broke her like, braces? Yeah. <laughs> she like, cracked Jesus a retainer. Christ. She like <laughs> Whoa. She was like <laughs> Snap. Yeah. Yeah. Um Fantastic Four. I'm fingers crossed. Yeah. Let's get Michael Chiklis back is the thing. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. I don't I don't didn't have a problem with that yeah. in that or in that Let's movie. Let's bring either. Chris back for Johnny. Like he's not playing uh Captain America anymore. Yeah. Just Yeah. Fuck it. Make it good though. Yeah. Please God. We know Jess Galp is not doing shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> don't Make it hurt you. No. She was fine. Hmm. <laughs> She's fine. She's not a good actress. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're getting Vanessa Kirby as uh, Sue Storm again, right? Isn't that? Didn't she play her in the other bad one? No, I don't think it wasn't no. the only one we saw. I thought it was. Captain Fan, are you talking about in which thing? Oh, it's Kate Mara. Yeah, yeah it was it was like, Mara. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the the Mara sister I like. Um, but no, Vanessa Kirby, I fucking love her. It's not my retainer. Yeah. She played Sue Storm. So that is who IMDb has uh, as Sue Storm for the Fantastic Four 2025. Does it have anyone else? No, it just has her. <laughs> It's all we IMDb get. IMDb is not always the most reliable. No, no, um, they're not always right. Did but... you see the thing about the disinformation campaign that Krasinski is playing Reed? Uh uh-uh. oh. Oh, I, I he didn't is, send that you he that. He's going to play Reed. Well, I mean, it's it's a rumor, but Just... it was basically like a thing saying that. Uh, so there was a bunch of uh, people that were like reliable rumor mill people, like they would have actual information from inside. Yeah. Uh, that were like Twitter and uh, Reddit users that were like reliably releasing leaks. Yeah. And uh, they all started saying the same thing that uh, Krasinski wasn't going to be uh, read at like the same time. Yeah. And then there's a rumor coming out now from a different reliable leaker saying that that was all a disinformation campaign to uh, weed out whoever was leaking shit to those people. (laughs) And that Krasinski is going to be read. And I'm like, I don't know what to believe anymore. I want that to be so true. I do too. Just as long as he looks at the camera and goes, (laughs) (laughs) If 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 he doesn't end up playing Reed, he better fucking play Plastic Man. Isn't it the same guy? <sighs> yeah. 
Not really. I just wanted Shane to. But to yes, that is that is the joke. Upset. Like he better cameo in a DC movie as Plastic Man. Yeah, they they essentially have the same powers. Right. Yeah, but one's like super smart, and the other one is more like Ant Man. Yeah. Plastic Man's an idiot. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, guys. Yeah. Not everyone can be smart all the time. <laughs> I don't know why I got really defensive over that. Sorry. All right. That's enough Fantastic Four. Okay, move on. Moving on. Next headline. Ridley Scott is bound to conquer Thanksgiving weekend with Napoleon's theatrical runtime of two hours and 38 minutes. But if you know Ridley Scott as well as we do, you'll know a director's cut exists somewhere. That somewhere is going to be on Apple TV. Scott said in an interview with Total Film Magazine that the Napoleon Director's Cut will be four hours and ten minutes. But also denotes it's still in the editing bay. Jesus. <laughs> That's so long for Napoleon Dynamite movie. I fucking... <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Two Napoleon, two dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, dynamite. Scott, I need this. Oh, I don't even like Napoleon dynamite, God. but I'd, I'd show up for that. Uh, during the interview, Scott relished about the joys and possibilities of theatrical presentations with Sony and streaming, allowing for a more creative approach. Post theatrical runs, of course. Napoleon stars Joaquin Phoenix as the titular adventurer and Vanessa Kirby as Empress Josephine. No release date for the director's cut, but the theatrical release will be out on November 22nd, 2023. Huh. Hmm. Okay. I've, uh, I will watch the shit out of Joaquin Phoenix for four hours. You've being got being such a little fresh. guy. <laughs> I, you know, because of Ridley He's Scott. He's five foot six. I yeah, couldn't stand Joaquin Phoenix for a really long time because he gave such a good performance in Gladiator. I just hated him <laughs> for years. I couldn't watch him and stuff. I just instantly was just like, I don't care about your character. I just, you're evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah, I love okay. a good historical epic. So I'm excited about a four hour version of that shit. Yeah. And I, I totally I, go see that in theaters. I was pretty stoked for this. Gonna have to take breaks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I want to watch a four-hour Napoleon movie. I mean, I'm going to see Return of the King extended edition in theaters on Sunday, and that is a four and a half hour runtime. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, forgot about that. But that's not that's not about Napoleon. <laughs> that is fair. That's Lord of the Rings, baby. That's different. Oh, uh, all right. Well, that's enough for Napoleon. Uh, so listen up, Chooms. I'm about to cyber your decks. CD Projekt Red is partnering with Anonymous Content to bring out a live-action cyberpunk movie or series. Not many details have been released. However, the new cyberpunk installment will be an original concept set in the world of the game and Edge Runners. I'm excited about this because I can't do RPGs, but I will enjoy that content that I don't have to play. Did you watch uh, Edge Runners? No. You should definitely watch Edge Runners. It's really good. Anonymous content, which produced hit shows like True Detective and Mr. Robot, while also being behind the films The Revenant and The Spotlight, Anonymous content will serve as the studio and will work very closely to collaborate with the Cyberpunk 2077 creative team. This was reported by Variety. I really want them to get it right and have a lot of people T-posing in the background. <laughs> there's a cars just clipping through buildings. Yeah. There's a, there's a car, like, 
writing, but it's been completely blown up. I've seen that a lot, like since the 2.0 update. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like a car, and it's like people riding in it, but the whole car has been blown up. But it's just driving down the road. I mm. saw that. It was co- it was a cop car that I saw. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I'm super excited for that. That could be cool. Yeah. Super cool. I like Cyberpunk. I hope it comes out next week. (laughs) I don't think it will. Yeah. (laughs) Me neither. Why? You got Starfield to play. Do I? Yeah. Do I have 500 hours of Starfield to play? (laughs) Yep. I got at least 20 of Starfield hours to play. (sighs) How many hours are left in your vacation? Well, I have... It's like 30, I have like 160 hours of editing to do <laughs> so we can get something else the fuck out. <laughs> Teaser. It's a lot of editing. Coming it is so much. I just like died <laughs> yeah, inside. <laughs> Made me want to walk into traffic. Not That's enough traffic not around much. here. I have like three hours of editing to do before Friday and I'm just like... You could like walk out into a herd of deer out, out front and maybe I they could. would do it for you. There have been a lot of little foxes around too. You could just. A more some, accurate some number might be 60 hours. I think I can do it in 60 hours. It's so that's 100, 100 more hours that you have left for fucking Starfleet. Fucking god dang it. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> anyway. You can catch up with me very easily. You have all those days off. Yeah. Uh, so we got Cyberpunk movie and or series coming out and Cyberpunk 2077 2, whatever that will be called, is also in production. So there's more Cyberpunk on the way. Be 2079? Yeah, before it comes out. Well, before it's playable. Yeah. <laughs> it'll come out in like 15 years, but in then like 60 more years it'll be it'll playable. Be playable. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And that's all I got for headlines. Headlines. Yep. Good job, buddy. Thanks, Bud. So informed. Yeah. Good. I always feel smarter when I leave this place. That's kind of impressive. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Impressively sad. Maybe. You just explained my entire life. All right. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we got recommendations. Recommendations. We have a lot today. Yeah. Clayton, you had some. I do. So I'll just run through these. Bottoms, out now on VOD. The amazing Synod from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and A.O. Ediberry. Girl from the Bear. Oh, okay. Play uh, geeky lesbians in high school, and they start a fight club in order to be able to fuck cheerleaders. (laughs) Sold? It is hilarious. Absolutely hysterical. Okay. Check it out. Very funny. Worth your time. Out in theaters, Saw X. Mm. Amazing return to form for the series. Really? It's great seeing a man. Oh, yeah, it's good. Okay. It is really good. Like I, I stopped after Saw 3, but... I, that's a good, like, stopping place, really, I guess, for Saw. Like, it's a finishing point. I love this all franchise. It's, with the exception of Spiral, fuck that movie. 
But yeah, Saw X is amazing. Seeing Amanda again, like you hear that Hello Zep theme, like going and seeing a Saw movie in the theater is just mostly always a great time. Uh, stick around for the mid credit sequence. Go see it. Worth your time in the theater. Right Skip on. Exorcist Believer. Go see Saw. Uh, really? Skip Exorcist? <laughs> he should not be allowed to go near any more horror franchises. The fact God that damn. after he destroyed Halloween, they're like, sure, let's give you three Exorcist movies. Uh, Did you like the first one? I thought Halloween 2018 was fine. Okay. I liked it. I liked the first one. And then the second one, I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah, Kills was okay. And then the third one, I was like, what in the actual fuck? I hated Kills. I thought it was really... I liked, I liked the kills and kills, I sure. guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really hated Kills and Ends. Like, I kind of a, kind of appreciate what they're going for, but like, maybe introduce that character in Halloween 2018 or something. Yeah. Um, That's basically what I said. It was like... I think it's an interesting idea, but to do it in the third movie and then kill him at the end, it, it just, just ruined it. it. But yeah, I hate those movies with the passion and the fact that they're like, hey, have uh, another trilogy of a beloved, respectable franchise yeah, and uh, watch you destroy that. And from what I have heard, it's, um, it's not good. And uh, I wish they would have maybe given like Rob Zombie an Exorcist movie. I feel like he'd be an amazing fit to direct an Exorcist film. I mean, his characters in general talk like you know a Satan possessed person anyway. So <laughs> very true. Like, you just want to see his wife possessed, like because that's was what it was going to be. Gotta say that, Shane. <laughs> his wife's got to be the girl. Maybe his wife will be a nun. Sherry Moon Zombie is a hot nun. I mean, I don't know. I don't care. I like Sherry. I like her. She's. I think she's hot, but I don't, I mean, like, I don't know, think she needs to be the main focus of all his movies. Yeah. I think she has been fine in all of his part. I'm, I will defend, maybe she was a little unnecessary in Halloween 2, but... Oh, God, that one's awful. I will defend Halloween 2. I have come around on it. The director's cut. I have come around. I do not think it is entirely successful, but I respect what he went for, and some aspects of it I really like, and it's very brutal. Uh, I like the first one he did, the first Halloween. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. But yeah, but Saw X, yeah, not Ghost, Exorcist. Yeah, okay. Ghost you Saw X, and uh, Resident Evil Four remake, which came out earlier this year. Hmm. Amazing game, just released in the last couple weeks. The DLC, Separate Ways, Ada's Campaign. It is a million times better than the original. It really completes the game. The gameplay, I mean. The gameplay for the base game is some of the best I've ever experienced. Like, it is so fun to play. Mm -hmm. And Ada, just the stuff you can do with her is, it's just fun. You feel like a badass spy. Like, it's it's great. It's a good amount of time. It's only like 10 bucks. It, if you do everything, like, it takes like seven, and I mean, tons of replayability. Uh, after you beat it, you unlock the classic sexy dress that she had in the oh, original. Oh, yeah, the, you know? the like red cocktail yeah. dress. Yeah. It's a updated version, but yeah, you get the... Fun time. Amazing time. Get it. Cool. Great use of 10 bucks. And uh, for my last thing, out on Netflix, Mike Flanagan's last Netflix collaboration, taking on Edgar Allan Poe, The Fall of the House of Usher. Check that out. Yeah. I will second that. That will be out 
that comes out tomorrow per, uh, since we're recording right now, but it will be out by the time you listen to this and it looks delightful. And if you have not watched Midnight Mass, I very much recommend watching Midnight Mass afterwards. Um, I feel like I should watch that. Oh, Midnight sh- Mass is you amazing. Really? It's real good. Yeah. The it monologues one the, alone. Yeah, it, just... has, it has one of the best monologues I've ever, ever. <laughs> like, hmm, Maybe I'll do that this weekend. It's, Midnight Mass is really... Well, you know, watch Fall of the House of Usher first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll watch both. Watch the hot new thing first and then catch up so you can be in the zeitgeist, you know? Yeah. That makes follow, sense. Fall of the House of Usher. Initially, I just wanted it to be the Fall of the House of Usher story. And so when I first watched the trailer, I was kind of like, what is going on here? This isn't the story at all. And then I realized what he was doing after I watched the trailer again. I was like, this is a lot of Edgar Allan Poe stuff. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I'm super excited. Hmm. I just hope the movie is so fresh and so clean. (laughs) That's an Usher reference. Oh. Thanks, Shane, for the pity, Chuckles. Yep. <laughs> Appreciate that. I would have laughed if I knew music more. <laughs> Russell's thinking about it. I'm trying to figure out when Usher says so fresh and so clean. So fresh and so clean, clean. That's outcast. That is outcast. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Fucked up my own jokes. That's what I was like. I was like, maybe he's thinking of something else. I hope that movie's so hot in here. <laughs> Boom, use that one. Use that one. Ha <laughs> ha, big laugh. So hot in here? Yeah. That's Usher. Are you taking off all your clothes? I'm gonna. That's that's not Usher. That's not Usher either. Yeah, it is. I... That's Nelly. Yeah. Fuck, bro. Nineties <laughs> hip hop, not your yeah, strong like, suit. Apparently not. That is before Usher. I don't know what Usher song. Apparently, so I, to to make you feel better, I'll tell you my wife's joke. Okay. I said I'm super excited to watch this. I kind of want you to watch this with me. It's called the Fall of the House of Usher, and she's like, "Is it just a series of confessions?" God damn, that one's good. <laughs> that is a good joke. Good like that one. Good for you, Cassie. Wow. <laughs> damn it. And I didn't get it at first because I was like, what are you talking about? Why would it be a series of confessions, Usher? Fuck. God dang it. That was good, Cassie. <laughs> I like that one. Better than my fucking failed attempt at humor. Both of them. Yeah, I know, Shane. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to eat snacks instead. <laughs> Russell. <laughs> you got more. <laughs> Oh, you want me to keep going? Yeah, please. Uh, so, Dave. <clears throat> yes, Russell? I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but you talked about One Piece. I did. It was a couple weeks ago, I believe. You did. And because of your review of One Piece, I, too, have now watched One Piece live action. Nice. Two piece. I... <laughs> did that make up for the bad jokes yet? Wow. <laughs> Timing was good. Uh, <laughs> Impeccable timing. Got one at least. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I also like Dave. Recommend One Piece live action. It's um, really good. It's lighthearted when it needs to be. It's heavy-handed when it needs to be. Uh, it it it's good. I'm I'm excited for this. It's already been uh, greenlit for season two, uh, and. 
potentially season three. They haven't announced that it's greenlit for season three, but there are rumors saying that when it got renewed, it got renewed for two seasons. Mm. Uh, and like, I don't really blame them because it's like it's it's really good. Like, yeah. it is one of it is probably the best anime adaptation I have seen. Um, without having seen the show, I'll say that. But the reason I think it's such a good adaptation is because it manages to take all of the goofy silliness of of what these animes are typically um especially the ones like one piece um and like meld that with uh a serious convention there there are lots of underlying themes that are to be taken very serious in the show yeah um one of them is is the one of them that i really enjoyed is like the old versus the new and that's usually a theme i'm into anyway because i feel like that's a a real world issue um so i like it when it's presented in media um passing the torch yeah yeah and a reluctancy to pass the torch uh and it's it, it's good and that that lends a certain heavy tone to the live action series um that i really enjoyed um the acting is is pretty stellar i really like this kid they got to play luffy i think he does a great job at least from what i've seen of like clips and stuff of one piece um i think he does a pretty good job playing the character uh the story for season 1 was I, I thought very well woven um and i just just great i fucking enjoyed it i just want to say that i'm proud of you for saying well woven without stumbling over it <laughs> it was a good job it was a good job thanks we're just being like well woven <laughs> that's what i would have said I have a speech impediment. <laughs> My co-host got to try to say Kiwi colloquialism Woo! on Whoa! an episode a few weeks ago, and there was a solid two-minute stretch of attempting to get that out of his mouth correctly. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> um, were so talking yeah. about an Australian thing? Uh, we were talking about The Frighteners, okay. which was filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. It was good. I'd never seen it. I liked it. Yeah, so One Piece live action. Um, much recommend. I also recommend it again. Yeah. Double recommend. I'm, I'm glad you watched it. Thanks. Because I don't know that I was going to watch it until you did your review. Yay! I impacted Russell's life positively. You did? Yay. I mean, you usually impact my life positively. Oh, but... Oh shucks! Mm, hey, a little shoulder rub. That was cute. Mm. <laughs> well, I feel better today. Shane hates us. <laughs> Healthy, tender masculinity. <laughs> That's right. Tender masculinity. That's all I got. All right, my last thing. Uh, I've already recommended that you download and play Phantom Liberty for Cyberpunk 2077, and I will recommend it again. I have done all of the things that you can do in the game. The whole game. Uh, I, I have 210 hours in. 
Uh, it doesn't take 210 hours if you know what you're doing through the first playthrough, so you mm-hmm. don't fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I fucked a lot of shit up on my first playthrough, so there were things I couldn't do on it to get achievements. Um, but now, at this point, I have completed everything and I've done all of the endings. So I have seen a lot of uh, supposed hours of gameplay online that I would like to clear up and clarify. Uh, yes, the main story... The main story for the DLC is probably 20 hours. Uh, if you weren't going to like explore all the dialogue options, I say if you explore all the dialogue options, you're probably going to add three to four hours to it. And what I mean is the blue dialogue. Um, yeah, if you just truck through orange dialogue or whatever color you have your HUD set to, you can can you change the HUD color on that? I don't know if you can. Mine is yellow can. and blue. Yeah, it's yellow and blue. I think is the normal. Kind of orangish yellow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you just truck through the orange ones, then you're going to pile through that game way fast anyway. Yeah. Um, so if you explore all the dialogue options, I would put the main story somewhere between probably 23 and 25 hours. Um, that's the main story. That's not completing all of the side jobs and everything else that they've added, uh, which like isn't necessarily a lot, but I got about 40 hours of gameplay. Uh, Playing through all the endings, I also I ended up getting about 40, 45 hours out of the DLC. Um, so you have four alternate endings to the DLC, uh, and then you have a whole new ending to the game, which is the best. I recommend playing through all of them uh, if you can. There are certain points there you you. When you get closer, basically mission 10, which is titled Firestarter, is where you'll make the first big decision that splits the DLC down two paths. And once you've made that decision in fire in the Firestarter mission, you the game is different from the DLC is different for the rest of the duration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pick a side, basically. Yeah, you pretty much. And then during each of those treks, you have two potential endings for the uh dlc story and then following through each one of one of each of those sides uh you can unlock the overall ending for the game um which i think is the best and is definitely worth getting to uh so if you do all of that and you're like achievement hunting um you're probably going to get about 45 hours out of the dlc which the dlc was 30 bucks I thought it was well worth it. Mm. Um, it's also really good. It has one of the best role-playing aspects in a video game I've ever seen. That was fucking dope. Yeah, you saw that. You saw me go through that. Um, I did a similar mission in Starfield, and it was not anything like that. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm not one... Like, I haven't played Starfield, and I don't think the games are comparable. So, like, I... Beyond being RPGs, they're totally different. Yeah, they're completely different games. The points of the games are totally different. Like, yeah. So, like, all the comparison of Starfield and Cyberpunk is like boggles my mind on the internet. People are dumb. Just they're just RPGs that came out at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's like comparing either of them to Baldur's Gate. Yeah, totally different. That's yeah. a good game. That's what I've heard. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, so yes, very much suggest Phantom Liberty. That's about all the extra information I wanted to make sure was out there. 
just because like it is worth it and a lot of i've seen a lot of people dial it down to like 10 hours of gameplay but like i said that's only if you're gonna like fast forward through all the dialogue because there's so many cutscenes. yeah and that's nuts so many like so much beautiful conversation like amongst these characters and uh idris elba does a great job on his voice acting i was thoroughly impressed uh he kind of outshines Keanu for Johnny, honestly. Mm. Um, just because there's like the characters are different, so like that might have helped. Not like Keanu doesn't ever do a bad job as Johnny, but like I was pretty blown away by Idris Elba's like voice acting for uh, Reed. Reed, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, play Phantom Liberty. It's pretty great. Nice. Dave and I watched an anime. Yeah, we did. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Three Thanks, weeks ago, Bill. <laughs> yeah, don't, yell us, don't yell at us again. They watched <laughs> it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we did watch it. David, did you enjoy it? I did. What did you enjoy did. about it? Um, I really liked how like there was this sweet ass like stoner rock riff that throughout the entire second half. Dude, that riff was pretty pretty yeah. awesome. I was like, it's fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's the first part of it kind of starts a little rough. I'm like, I don't know if I'm into this. And then I started getting more invested yeah. in the storyline and stuff. And I thought it was really good. I had the same, the first half hour, I was just like, what? Um, but then basically when they got more into the music of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was more on board. Yeah. Agreed. So the movie, I don't know, we're going to explain it. How it is. Uh, I don't think we need to do like a total synopsis, but if you want to like. I don't know. Explain. Summarize it? Yeah, summarize it. Um, it's about this young boy whose father gets murdered. Well, not really murdered. They find a treasure in the ocean. It's the sword. Yeah. And he oh, he uh, unsheathes the sword and it unleashes this like energy beam. Because yeah. it's like a magic special sword. Circular energy wave. Yeah, that one. Um... <laughs> And kills the boy's dad and blinds the boy. Yeah. And then he is kind of... Because you can't... You're not supposed to be able to see the blade. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then so the boy starts kind of like traveling off on his own to uh, avenge his father. Because of the people that were searching. Alright, maybe I'm not so good at doing this part. <laughs> so they thought that so basically the imperialists i don't know i don't know this culture well enough yeah but so like the imperialists i believe were imperialists uh thought that the other two guys on the boat had murdered the father so they were searching for those two men and then that part like kind of gets explained a little bit more later yeah i don't want to do spoilers right so then but the the boy gets blinded, and it ends. <laughs> I Dude, I saw the end. Explain this movie. I saw the end, and none of this makes sense. <laughs> I saw the, the last like two okay. minutes, and I was just like, "Okay, there, there's like." And now the, you're explaining like people dying and a like sword, and I'm five like, spoilers. Yeah, huh? Uh, there's like five big spoilers, I think. Maybe five. That's about Four right. Five. It's a musical anime with a cool but, stoner rock riff so, in the middle. Okay, let's. And let's... the first half hour is kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, Shane nailed it. Like Shane was there. 
It's like Shane watched it. Okay. So, but, but anyways. Bill's, Bill's totally going to yell at us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, so, Shane. So, kind of. Kind what of, the fuck did I do? <laughs> I don't know. So, kind of. Kind of what I felt like was the point of the movie was like it has like this. Uh, there's this. There's there's an ancient. There's like the sort of ancient stories about this village that people are trying to control the narrative of these stories, and through music, these people are telling the stories of these people that used to exist that might still exist. I don't honestly know if they're still alive. That makes a lot more sense with the ending. So this also sounds kind of awful. Yeah. <laughs> it, I okay. So the yeah. So they are telling the story of the of this ancient like these ancient people, but like basically the victors are trying to control the narrative. Like the people in charge are trying to control the narrative. So the whole thing is punk as fuck. Honestly, it's pretty punk. Um, about them telling these stories that. Are supposed forbidden. to be yeah they're basically forbidden they're not supposed to be told forbidden but they're telling them through songs yep. and then there's this whole subplot about the two main characters who are actually telling the stories and like why they why they feel the need to tell the story Kay. and there's like some supernatural influence and there is there's yeah, like I saw a, the end there's <laughs> a demon <laughs> and like you learn sounds like, like there's a lot going on dude there is there's a lot so much how long is it hour and a half that's a lot of plot to pack into 90 minutes it's an anime fair (laughs) (laughs) and i will say even though it doesn't make sense it takes the the first you know 40 episodes of evangelion and turns them into a half hour (laughs) and then the rest of the the angel part is the other 60 minutes yeah it's it's the most it's 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 the most anime anime <laughs> see he said i liked shit. it to me and i was like what the fuck are you talking about but it is like it it was it was pretty good so I, like ultimately i was glad that i watched it and i could i could rewatch it at some point like i'd watch it again i probably need to rewatch it again because it sounds fuck. like you guys yeah. need to rewatch yes. it Dude. i really like the music <laughs> like it was like not just that like there's that sweet like stoner riff but like the whole yeah. music was there's really more good. than just one riff in yeah. it okay but that was the most prevalent one. What made okay. the riff a stoner? Uh, it's stoner riffs are like slow and heavy, fuzz, fuzzy. Yeah. Okay. So that that's like what a stoner riff is. Not like a riff that, that's like, oh, yeah, man. Does the riff no, you're talking? No, they do that before they. That's write true. The stoner riff. Is the riff you're talking about have the uh, "We Will Rock You" beat under it? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Dave that's, and I are on the same fun. page. Yeah. So the music in the first part is very traditional to their culture. Sure. And then it gets into like this like Western influence on the music and like it has like a nice blend Mm -hmm. and it's super cool. And it starts with like when when it starts to blend it, it starts with the bop, bop, bop. Yeah, yeah. And so like it, it like you're right there and you're like, oh, and then the crowd starts doing it and they're doing like the stomp, stomp, clap. And I was like, holy shit, what is happening? That's the extravaganza part of the movie. Yeah, and okay. then it just fucking... And then I was like, I was pretty blown away with the rest of the movie. Like, I, I really enjoyed the rest of it. So, a little bit of a slow start. Eventually, it picks up, and you're, like, fucking right there. Okay. Yeah. So, I also, too, Bill, recommend it. 
So thank you for recommending it. I also recommended it. Yeah. I do need to watch it again. Uh, so I do have a recommendation. It's also music related. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so last night before I fell asleep on my couch, um, I watched, I watched, uh, the Lamb of God making of Omens, uh, like documentary on YouTube. They used to do these like quite a bit. Um, because they had a kind of famous one uh, that was about their uh, Philadelphia tour uh, called Philadelphia. Um, and that was like uh, just like a 90 minute um, documentary about the band on tour. And then it had a whole set and like another disc. And then a lot of their special editions would come out with like a making of the album. Hmm. Um, and the last record came out last year. Uh, it's called Omens and they did this making of, and I don't know why it didn't come out before, but um, it came out recently. They put out a new single with it um, that was from those sessions. Um, it, it's It's a pretty good look at like, I'm making of a record, which all of their their documentary stuff has been really good. Okay, um, cool. They're usually really open about stuff, uh, sometimes to their detriment. Fair. Um, in Philadelphia, there's a part where like Randy and Mark get in a fight, so the singer and the guitarist like get in a physical fight and like are like hitting each other on the bus. Oh shit! And like it kind of like changed some of their reputations. Um. And how people looked at them, but uh, this one is interesting. Everybody's kind of is older, obviously, than that came out like I don't know, fifteen years ago or something. Right? Uh, they're all kind of like chilled out a lot and different now. Um, they recorded uh, at the Henson Studios, like uh, like Jim Henson. Yeah, like the Jim Henson Studios in in Hollywood. Whoa. Okay. Um. Which is interesting. I think, uh, like, We Are the World was recorded there. <laughs> we Are the World and the Lamb of God. Yeah. Um, but it's it's an interesting documentary. And then there's, like, a, a little mini, like, play, like, live playthroughs of, of, like, three or four of the songs. Oh, cool. From the record. That's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, if you're into... Uh, album production or metal or specifically Lamb of God, you should check it out. It's on YouTube. And it was also commercial free. Uh, and it's like over an hour. Oh, Fucking damn. nice. So, well, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Because I'm just like watching it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this on YouTube. Where are the fucking ads? This is awesome. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, check that out if you're into that kind of stuff. I really like those kind of things. I mean, I'm I'm in a metal band, and I've also liked Lamb of God for a long time. Right. And so, like, uh, I like both stuff, those bands. Yeah, all the stuff interests me. So, you should check it out. Sweet. Yep. <clears throat> Is it all we have for recommendations? I think so. Yep. Uh, do you guys know what that means? What does that uh, mean? No, I don't. You don't know what it means? I think I do, but... Uh, it's time for... Hey, you big brain, what day? Hey, you 
Fuck. You don't want to hang brain with me? No, I always want to hang brain with you. Just hate losing. Well, you might not lose this one. Uh, continuing, because it's the spooky season, Clayton, or if it you're is. aware. I'm very aware. Uh, <laughs> I figured you would be, but uh, we're doing another Halloween quiz. Woo. Yeah. I'm not going to get excited this time because I felt like a fool last week. <laughs> yeah. Prepare to feel like a fool again. Fuck. Uh, but first off, before we do this amazing Halloween quiz that I definitely did myself and didn't find it on the internet, <laughs> uh, we need buzzers. Shane, what's your buzzer? Now you've got something to die for. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Russell, what is your buzzer? <laughs> Fair. Shane, what's your buzzer? <laughs> Penis. It's a song title. <laughs> I know. Penis is a song title? No. Now you've got something to oh. die for. I mean, Penis is also, well, Pin 15, I guess, is a song title. I don't know that Penis is. I'm sure it is Isn't somewhere. Isn't that a show on Netflix? It's also on a Hulu. show. Is it a show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You guys ready? Sure. We've got 10 questions all about Halloween. Okay. I'm going to say it like the chorus, though. No, I'm not. That'd be fucking obnoxious. <laughs> Please do it. Please do. Please do. Or I won't answer. Uh, number one. Can you guys guess how many calories are in the average trick or treat Halloween bag? In a bag? Yeah. Oh my god. Like a trick or treaters bag? Yeah. And there's more information I need. Is he a loser? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> No one's a loser in Halloween, Russell. Penis. Clayton. 10,000. Incorrect. Now you've got something to die for. Shane. Uh, 15,000. Incorrect. Okay. That was so lazy, you were closer to being Five Finger Death Punch. Oh! Shit! Oh, shit! I just lost. I feel oh, like shit. shots were just fired. I don't get it. But I, I... <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's perfectly. <laughs> My feelings are hurt. <laughs> I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Russell, why did you say that? <laughs> Russell, twelve thousand and fifty. <laughs> Incorrect. How, what are we? This should have been like a fucking Price is Right thing, closest <laughs> yeah. without going over. Yeah, it should have been. It was. Yeah. Should have been. Uh, Thirty-five thousand. Oh shit! How was we ten thousand that close? <laughs> I yeah. said you. Uh, well, thirty-five thousand and seven thousand. So there's two. Could have done with two. Well, that's kind of a rage. What? <laughs> yep. You're all wrong though. <laughs> I decided we were all in between that range. I feel like we were okay. 15,000 is not between 10, 7,000. 7,000 and 35,000? 3,500. Sorry. I said 3,500. Oh, not 35,000. I thought you said 35. Did he say 35,000? He said 35,000. I meant 3,500. Okay. I meant 3,500. Okay. All right. Then we all would have still lost by Price is Right rules, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay okay with us all being wrong. But technically, I was still the closest. You were the closest. True. You were (laughs) the closest. Not without going over. One dollar, (laughs) Bob. Question number two. I won't fuck this one up, hopefully. Who was the first lady to decorate the White House to celebrate Halloween? 
The first first lady? The first first lady. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the first first lady? I mean, like, whatever Joe Biden's wife's name is. Does anybody know? Does, it, does anyone know what Joe Biden's is the, wife's is name is? No. Oh, it's Jill. Is it Jill? Yeah. Joe and Jill. <laughs> Dr. Christ. Jill Biden. Anybody got a guess? Um... What the fuck is that? I don't fucking know these bitches' names. Now you got something to get eye for? <laughs> Shane! I don't know, Michelle Obama. Incorrect. Bzz. Russell. Mary Lincoln? Fuck. No, it wasn't that long ago. Incorrect. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's, it's a long time. Well, okay. Clayton, you got a guess? I don't know the names of the first ladies. Uh, I could maybe give like a time period. I'm going to say it's a first lady in the 70s. Incorrect. Oh, that's all uh, that's was all it I Jackie got. O? 58 is uh, Mamie Eisenhower. Mm. Oh. I feel like Jackie O was kind of cool, so she might have done it. She was pretty cool. All right. No one's got any questions, right? No. <laughs> Number three. You guys ready? Uh-huh. Shane's going to love this one. How many pounds of candy corn are produced every single year? Now you've got something to die for. Shane. Too fucking many. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Uh, not technically wrong, but incorrect. Pzz. Russell, 3,500 pounds. <laughs> Incorrect. No. I see what he's doing there. Dick. <laughs> Penis. Clayton. 150,000 pounds. Incorrect. You guys ready? Yeah. Hold on to your seats. I'm going to be so grossed out. Yes, you are. 35 million pounds of candy corn. Fuck off with that bullshit. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. 35 million. That's Ew. so gross. You know most of it gets thrown away. Yeah. Good. It's fucking <laughs> trash. I, I don't hate candy corn, but I only like it in a very specific ratio of candy corn, peanuts, and M&M's. Uh, that I respect is the only, that. only acceptable use of candy corn. I respect that. Respect Do you go that. on like Shane Gillis's podcast? I don't know who the fuck that is. Okay. I I ran listened to a random episode and and uh, uh, Rich Voss was on and he was bitching because that's what they had on their table. They like didn't offer him coffee or water or anything, but they had a bowl that had candy corn, peanuts, and uh, M and M's in it. And they were like, "You got to try it, man!" And he's like, "What the fuck?" It's like it was like an old episode from like. March or it something, and he's like, "What is this leftover yeah. fucking like that is a Halloween treat. candy? Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you?" <laughs> but it was just weird that you said that. Like, I eat pounds and pounds of that every that fall. mix. I've got I've got some right next to my my recliner at home. I just don't. I can't with fucking candy corn. I, I like candy corn. I don't love it. I can't have it all the time. It's I don't know why food. anyone would ever just pick up a candy corn and eat one. I am in the minority here. All right, number four. You guys ready? Yeah. Sure. 
<laughs> None of us have any points. No one seems very excited. No points. There's a general malaise because no one has any points. <laughs> this guy using the word malaise. It's like a Hoffman <laughs> trap in the Saw franchise. Just unfucking winnable. <laughs> wow. Number four. Which candy was handed out to soldiers during the Korean War? Penis. Uh, Clayton. Tootsie Rolls. Correct. Are you serious? Correct. <laughs> Nailed it. Clayton's on the board. I know they changed oh M&M's. Was that during World War II? Was it M&M's World War II? I think so. Because that's why they made them the hard shell. Uh, here's a fun fact. But, uh, launched way back in 1907, Tootsie Rolls were accidentally airdropped to American troops in battle in the Korean War. Uh, the troops went on to praise the candies for keeping them nourished and even plugging bullet holes in vehicles and equipment. I bet they did. <laughs> which would seal as the candies froze in the frigid temperatures. Holy shit, yeah. Huh. I can't believe we got that That's right. Neat. Like, that was the most, like, just <laughs> row. You nailed it, man. Nailed it. That was good. Nerds rope. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, number five. You guys ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which country holds the record for the largest pumpkin ever? Buzz. Russell. Switzerland. Incorrect. Penis. Clayton. Holland. Incorrect. Shay's looking up the answers. No, I was looking. I was was, I'm Googling the M&M's thing. I was making sure it was World War II. Um... If he gets us right, we'll know he cheated. Yep. <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> Great cover. <laughs> I almost believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. Which country holds the record for the largest pumpkin ever? Largest pumpkin ever. Germany. You didn't buzz in, but also incorrect. Now you've got something <laughs> to die for. Shane! Germany, incorrect. It's Italy. 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 That was going to be my other I one. was going to say, was say Italy, Italy this time. I was going to go with Axis powers. Um. <laughs> uh, it was uh, 1,226 kilograms, just, sh- just shy. A kilogram, we're American. I was about ready to do it, dog. Just shy. <laughs> Of 2,700 pounds. <laughs> Holy shit. That's unnecessary. It measured 11 feet 8 inches in diameter. Dude. It's a big pumpkin. Number six. That's the great pumpkin right there. That is a great pumpkin, yeah. Charlie Brown. TM, TM. Uh, number six. <laughs> you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's throw out a wild guess for this one, boys. (laughs) This one's going to be fun to do. Which of the following is not a term for a scarecrow? Um, Hodmidob, Mermet, Doodle Sack, Hey Man, Galley Bagger, Taddy Boggle, Mommet, Mockin, or Babak? Penis. Clayton. Only one of these, right? Yeah. Mermet. Incorrect. Russell. Mermet. Incorrect. What? Can you read those again, please? (laughs) 
Minus, minus the ones where there was like ten. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. The Only fuck? one is important if you knew this. Hot yeah, me. Obviously, don't. <laughs> I'm about to read them again. You ready? Yeah, I'm listening. Are you? <laughs> I, w- I was the first time, and I still didn't remember them. <laughs> Hod me, Dodd. Okay. Mermet. Okay. Doodle sack. Okay. Hey, man. Gallybagger. Taddy boggle. Mommet. Mockin. And block. B W B A C K. Block. Right? <laughs> Block. Block. Uh, now you've got something to die for. Shane. Uh, doodle sack. Correct. <laughs> I thought that one was for sure. Ah, right? <laughs> uh, doodle sack, fun fact, is an English word for bagpipe. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. Fun facts with Dave. Thanks. Uh, Clayton's still winning, though, right? He's got one. I got yeah, one. Yeah, I just got one. Oh, I thought he had two. No. no. Oh, all right, he one, got, one. He got Tootsie Rolls. I got Doodle Sack. <laughs> <laughs> Second time I heard that phrase this week. Russell is losing. <laughs> Russell. Dave, I'll flip this fucking table. <laughs> I bet you fucking won't. Pick it up. Mm. I even Good. moved so he could double the entendre. table. <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? Double entendre. Pick it up. Also, pick up the table. Pick up the table. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Number seven. <laughs> I love you, Shane. Number seven. What was originally used as a the first jack-o'-lanterns? Penis. Clayton. The heads of your enemies. <laughs> That's fucking badass, bro. <laughs> Incorrect, but it's fucking badass. Now you've got something to die for. Shane. Uh, squash. Incorrect. Really? Yeah. Russell, any idea? Russell. Apples. Incorrect. Is it turnip? Turnips. It's turnips. Weird. Number eight. In what century did the tradition of trick-or-treating begin? Now you've got something to die for. Shane! The 20th century? Nineteen hundreds. It's the twentieth century. Yeah. Um Incorrect. Okay. I was like, wait, what? This was weird. <laughs> worded wrong. But oh, okay. Russell. Oh, yeah, no, he, does, he yeah. wasn't. 19th. Incorrect. Clayton. I think it was the 18th century. Incorrect. Oh, the 16th what? century. What year? What? Wow. So the American tradition of trick or treating dates back to the 1920s, but in Europe, as early as the 16th century, people were known to go door to door on Halloween night asking for food, reciting verses, wearing costumes, and warning of curses if they didn't get a warm welcome. Yeah, I thought the 17th huh. century would have been like the earliest right? yeah. anything could have. I thought 18th was a sweet spot. I tried. It threw me off because it's said 19th. I mean, I was first, sort but... of right. Yeah. And then I was wrong. Yeah. Because, you know, I only care about American history. No. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
You guys ready? It's okay. We invented the rest of the world. Starting trick or treating <laughs> in 1920. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Number nine. Yeah. In It's a Great Pumpkin. In It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Who does Linus mistake the great pump- for the Great Pumpkin? Who does Linus mistake for the Great Pumpkin? I've never seen Tit. I don't think I've ever seen it either. Really? I've seen the Christmas Charlie Brown. I've seen that one a lot. You've seen it, right, Russell? Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, fuck. I don't remember any of the characters' names. Yeah. <laughs> struggling. All right. Uh, uh, when we do a hint? No, no. no. Uh, okay. Now you got something to die for. Shane! Uh, Charlie Brown. Incorrect. Okay. Hmm. <sighs> Penis. Clayton. Schroeder. Incorrect. Schroeder. Was that a character? I think so. Yeah, is that the penis thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bzz. Russell. The girl that always pulls the football out from Charlie Brown. Is that Lucy? Yeah. Incorrect. Oh. It was Snoopy. It was Snoopy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I thought Snoopy was the great pumpkin. Uh, Snoopy. Linus faints after seeing a shadowy figure rise in the pumpkin patch. Instead, thinking it's the Great Pumpkin, instead, it was only Snoopy. Yeah, no, the Great Pumpkin is like a giant fucking pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, is he? A living pumpkin. Yeah, like... Maybe I just remember that one. No, everybody's like, oh, it doesn't exist. And he's like, no, I wait. I'm gonna wait until it shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, we're at number ten. The final question. The final question. You know, I think this is the poorest we've ever performed as a team. <laughs> oh, it's a team now? Two out of ten, baby. Well, just yeah. like, in general. Like, it's a team now so that he can win, but we're all losing, so it doesn't fucking count anyway. He still lost. Well, yeah, no, that's not what I meant. Just like even as a team. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. One to one, Shane and Clayton. Yeah. Russell needs to pick it up. I make it a three way tie, bud. Number ten. What was Bram Stoker's original name for Dracula? What was Bram Stoker's original name for Dracula? Like that didn't make it into the book? Or the title of the book? Um, original title of the book or original name for the character? Original name for the character. Okay. That is not in the book. Uh, I don't know. Penis. Uh, oh. Clayton? Greg. I don't fucking know. Oh. <laughs> now you've got something to die for. <laughs> Boy, my name is Greg. Greg. Uh, Shane? Uh, Vlad Tempest? That's a sweet name, but incorrect. No, okay. <coughs> Russell, any idea? I <clears throat> I don't remember what movie it is, and I can't remember the name, but there's a point in, I think it's in Dracula, that he introduces himself as someone else. And it, I'm pretty sure it's that name, but I don't remember what that is. 
So, bzz. Russell. Wild guess. Nosferatu. Incorrect. Okay. Count Wampir. Yeah. <laughs> Count yeah. Wampir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is the German word for vampire. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. God dang it. I didn't know that. I was wrong about what I was talking about, but that's so familiar. <laughs> All right, there's a tie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? No, I don't. I have a bonus question for Shane and Clayton. Oh, fuck. Not for Russell. He didn't pick it up. Wow. That's the most that's ever hurt. <laughs> I you like to play on back this question. You sorry, and everything? I, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I love you. Have a jelly bean. It's okay. Um, you guys ready? Ready. It's a sudden death. What year will have the next Halloween with a full moon? Penis. Clayton. 2026. Incorrect. Wasn't the last one 2020? I don't know how often full moons come around on a certain day. Uh, now you've got something to die for. Shane. 2032. Incorrect. It's 2039. So long from now. We all suck. So you guys are still tied. That's fine. So you guys both win. Bonus question. Yay. I'll do another one if you want. I have several bonus questions. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking go until we get one right. All right. Stop. Thought you wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> How many colors of M and M's are there in a normal bag? <laughs> You're not in. You're not Aww. playing. <laughs> I thought you'd forget. <laughs> Now you've yes. got something to die for. Shane was first. Five. Incorrect. Clayton? Four. Incorrect. Six. Shit! <laughs> Closest without going over. I invoked, I invoked Bob Barker rules. Rest in peace. Fuck. All right, you both win. I can do more, but I feel it's, like it's we both lost. It's, like, it's fine. It's like in Whiplash, where it's like you know you're gonna stay, you're gonna stay here until you can play this tempo. <laughs> you're dragging Six hours later. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, but that was hanging big brain with Dave. Hang it, Shane big and Clayton with Dave. Both won. Yeah, and cool. Russell, you did a good job. So you can make Russell me feel like a loser. Yeah, I love you, Russell. <sighs> I love you too, Dave. Oh, bud. Have a Oreo. Um, since this is Quit the offering end, offering me snacks. <laughs> yeah, not mine to offer. Keep offering everybody snacks with me, and I'm like, I'm fucking hungry. I'm a special guest. <laughs> They're not my snacks. So go ahead. Nobody offered me a jelly bean. <laughs> have, have a jelly bean. <laughs> Uh, Alright, since this is the end of Hanging Big Brain with Dave Unfortunately It's the end of the show, Clayton Aww. Yeah, it sucks Because um, this is The DQP Weekly I've been Yep Boy Yep Boy And with me as always is the Shane Dog oh, oh. A.K.A. Shane Nesty Ew, that's gross Oh, is it with us? Is Russell the love muscle? Oh yeah. AKA 
producer Russell. Thanks for joining us on the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network. Find us on all your social media by searching Drafty Q or Drafty Quarters Productions. You can also join us on Patreon. For $1, you can access our backlog content. We are starting with DQP Does the MCU. Feel free to hop on there and give us $1 a month on our general support tier. You can also email us questions, comments, concerns, reviews, and Bill can yell at us for fucking up our review of NUO at draftyq at gmail.com. Also, find our Amazon wish list in the show notes if you wish to send us a gift. Perfect. Also with us is a very special guest, Classy Clayton. You know, I love coming on a podcast that I don't have to worry about editing later. Right? Isn't it great? It's <laughs> wonderful. It's honestly a highlight. Right? So, it's, and it's a nightmare to edit this, I imagine. Probably. I don't do it. Like, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. I just show up and talk. It's a great time. I love it. Uh, you have some stuff to plug, though, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking. My podcast, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. My co-host, John, and I go back and forth every week picking a movie that we think deserves to be talked about. A lot of cool guests. Uh, we just had an episode that will drop when this drops on Coraline. Last week's episode was on the Halloween classic Pumpkinhead, which was shockingly good. Oh, man. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. It was the first time. I had no idea. I, thought really? I was dreading it. I was dreading covering it, and I really liked it. Uh, it's, uh, new Halloween favorite, actually. Really? Nice. Yeah, really liked it. So, uh, was it Lance Hendricks in that, right? Yeah. 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 Directed by Stan Winston. No D. And, uh. What? Lance, Henri- Lance Henriksen. Uh, oh, that's sorry. what I thought he said. Henriksen. Yeah. Henrik. Henrik. Yeah, we like say Hendrickson all the time. Of the, nah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And,. Uh, we were just on, Sean and I, an episode on Review It Yourself podcast talking about Batman Forever, and it's a pretty hilarious conversation, so check that out. Uh, the podcast is everywhere you can find your podcast, and we're on socials, Blue Sky, Twitter, Instagram, just search the pod. And if you want to follow me, I'm mostly entertaining on Twitter. You can also follow me on Letterboxd. And you can find me on both of those places at just happy to see you. Number two, letter C, letter U. Awesome. You. Yeah. Well, I guess that's uh, that wraps up this beautiful show. So I guess we'll catch you on the flip side. And don't let your meat loaf. Bye. 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 bye.